How's it going everybody? Welcome to the Fighter Fury podcast. I'm back after a long time now. So you are listening to the NXT review show or should I say NXT 2.0 review show here and we'll not just talk about reviews of NXT but also we will talk about some contracts coming to an end recently that just popped up for the wrestling world. So we'll talk about that and also what happened today in NXT 2.0 debuts championship matches what's going on what to be we'll discuss all about that so let's get into it so today nxt 2.0 kicked off with a banger but like match was a good one but like the start itself was so lame with they gave la knight versus braun breaker now those who don't know braun breaker braun breaker is the son of rick steiner rick steiner we know who was in the uh, ruthless aggression era uh, ruthless aggression era early in the uh, 2000 2002 where he rival rival reading WCW and also in WWE with Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship now he's the son of Rick Steiner and his actual name is Rex Steiner Bronson Rex Steiner and his he was given and he is given the name Bron Breaker now i don't know with the name but it sounds so lame and awful i didn't really like it but also that's not just one thing like he started off with so a goofy character i don't know but about that that beginning was so lame and awful it didn't really work out but you know when he came to the ring with la knight for a match he was really good you know he doesn't just have the look he he has also the skills to be a good main eventer because what vince mcmahon is looking for a main event at WrestleMania because NXT 2.0 has a goal now that to produce main event caliber superstars for WWE who can main event WrestleManias who can be characters. Uh, I don't know, there was uh, WWE were specifically looking not just for pro wrestlers now. They sent out a memo. They said that they are not just specifically looking for wrestlers from now on. They're look, also looking for characters. I don't know. Uh, I didn't see it tonight with uh, the debuts that happened. I don't know if that was a good character or bad character, but I didn't feel like there was any character to anyone. Like tonight, Ron Breaker debut, that character was so goofy, that was utter nonsense. Then Von, Mac- Von Wagner, I don't know what type of character was that. He was suddenly thrown into a match, in the main event match of the NXT. That was a fatal four-way match for the NXT Championship. And also, Trick Williams came out. That's still Trick Williams's character didn't really give a bit of a good impression because he now uh, he's not just a sidekick of Carmelo Hayes it felt like he was going to be sidekick of Carmelo Hayes like he uh, hired a bodyguard now but it seems like he's a friend and like he's going to be stack partner and he's going to be is like uh, friends in all the every bad things and good things that's going to happen in NXT so that was good one thing and also uh, Grayson Waller showed up Tony D'Angelo debuts next week I really I really like that gimmick of that rich guy thing like it was uh, mixtures of Andrade Cien Almas when Andrade had uh, his uh, first character was that he was a very party gimmick type and also he had this a rich type of guy early when he debuted in NXT like in 2015-16 when he wasn't man when he was not being managed by Zelina Vega in NXT when, uh, early I think in, only 2017 yeah 2015 to 2017 when he had that gimmick uh, that reminded me of Andrade Cien Almas like early gimmicks in NXT and also it gave me a very much wider look of Tony and D'Angelo is very much similar to Miz and 
the MJF like a very good trash talker. Maybe we'll see that when he'll debut soon. And also we saw a Diamond Mine add another member, a female member wh whose real name is Emily Anzulis is now going by the name Evie Nile. Ivy Nile is the now new part member of the Diamond Mine. And also uh, she was a part of NBC's The Rocks hosted by The Rock, hosted by The Rock, the Titan Games in NBC Universal Channel. So she was also a participant in that. So, and also the wedding thing happened. Austin Theory came back and also that was a really good one. But like everything that happened tonight with the debuts, uh, character was really missing. I did really good. Few of them had, but Braun Breaker's character from the starting itself was absolutely bad. It was... It was really awful. I don't think he is he, going any far with that character. Because if you talk about talent, if you talk about a look, he will get into the main event caliber set if he has, if he uses the talent, if WWE manages to use his talent, neither the character. But if you use the character, he's going nowhere. So that match with LA Knight and Brown Breaker was really good, but the character itself just killed it for him. I, I don't mean like killed it for really good, but it like killed him. It didn't really work out, but that was an upset. Braun Breaker won, but that was a lame one because LA Knight was going to be in the fatal four-way match tonight. The win should have gone to LA Knight because ultimately LA Knight was about to lose tonight. So if he had to lose, right, why would he be losing to someone who is new and up and coming? No one ever knows. No one even knows who Braun Breaker is, and he just put him over in the first match of the relaunch of NXT that was really lame that came out of nowhere so that was really uh, terrible like no one ever liked it I was like what the fuck just happened like the son of Rick Steiner just pinned LA Knight the man that had a huge long rivalry with Cameron Grimes for the million dollar championship that was like one heck of a rivalry for LA Knight to come upstart into NXT again this is his second NXT run. I don't know. Vince McMahon is hell-bent on making LA Knight again a jobber in NXT or in WWE. I don't know. That looked very much similar to me. Like, LA Knight lost two times in a row. This man has charisma. That This man has look. This man is like... I don't know. This like this man is the modern-day rock to me. Like, he, he, he shouldn't be main-eventing NXT. He should be main-eventing... Ross, Magda, WrestleMania now, but like he's coming in up and coming now in NXT. So like this man should be in the main event and winning, but like okay, but it's still like Braun Breaker going over LA Knight was terrible. I didn't really like that. That was bland. So absolutely nothing for this match. Match was good, but it didn't really good. Uh, pulled off the gun for me. Then we had the Imperium versus. Uh, new team for Josh Briggs and Brooke Jensen that was really good uh, that was a good of a, a tag team tandem offense by both the teams it was really good tag team continuity between Imperium between Mar Marcel Bartel and uh, Phoebe Eichner I think uh, Eichner and Bartel are really good in the eyes of Vince McMahon because they have the look because Vince McMahon always goes creamy over looks and also he wants very bulky men so uh, Imperium has really good bulky men having the looks so I think uh, they just really put him over, put them over so tonight Imperium won and then we saw Hetero's B-Fab's debut that was really good against Katrina Cortez uh, and then the 
face off with uh, LDF's Legado del Fantasma's uh, Electra Lopez. So I think we'll get a Lopez versus BFAT anytime soon. Maybe, I don't know, next week or maybe a, a week after. We'll get that sooner or later because that challenge was laid down. And then in a backstage segment, we saw Austin Theory come back, join the way again. And also Damien Priest came back for the wedding of Index. So that was also good. And then Carmelo Hayes comes out to, I don't know, why did he come out? That was, that uh, didn't justify me because the purpose of his coming out was just to beat down Duke Hudson, just to turn heel. Uh, that didn't really go well with me. I don't know. That was, that was one way to go, uh, make a heel turn with Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes going over and over, beating down Duke Hudson after they interrupted, after they interrupted them, uh, on this ramp so that was that was i don't know what that it was but nxt 2.0 had really ups and downs tonight so the ups were good downs were really bad it was like absolutely terrible and then we saw a good match that was going on between carter and between carter and katanzara versus jc jane and gg tolan you know main roster thinks Vinnie mac always loved disqualifications in matches so again we saw that and that we had a break and that just turned into a six women ta a trios tag team action of women's trios tag team action where mandy rose gg dolly and jc jane were taking on saray and kaden carter and casey katanzaro this is just typical Vinnie mac thing you know it was evident that i don't think triple had triple h has any more or Shawn michael has any more role in nxt i think vince mcmahon wants to take over everything like don't fix something which is which has never been broke nxt was never been broke and they just fixed it and like they just went all from suddenly a metal hardcore metal thing to a nickelodeon show like the colors it was not looking like it was not representing NXT, you know, the feel NXT was having tonight of that hardcore passion, hungriness was not matching with the colors because the colors say something and colors say something and the product that we were seeing tonight and what we have seen was speaking something else. So that was something like, I don't know what Vinnie Mac is doing. Vince Pickman is going really nuts with what he is doing, you know. He needs to get a reality check that this is, isn't working. NXT was good in the hands of Triple H. And I, th I, I think I, that Triple H will not be happy seeing what is going on. At that, But speaking of the match, the six-woman tag, that was a really good one. But I think they should have, been, they should have saved, that, saved it for the next week. Because if they give it on, like they had too many matches tonight instead of promos and storylines being cut through a backstage that used to happen in NXT, the previous NXT or the black and gold banner under the black and gold banner until what we see last week, that was very much less compared to what was today. Matches were like, they were like hotshot booking. It was going on hotshot booking. What was advertised? It didn't happen. Yeah, absolutely. We did have the women's championship match. That was like no reason was given for it. Like that story was ended there. Frankie Monet versus Raquel Gonzalez was just stopped there. 
uh, and the audience doesn't know what was going on. And also that when uh, Braun Breaker debuted on NXT, it was met by huge boos. NXT was having huge boos uh, at the starting of the tonight, but as soon as they were getting into the later half of the show, uh, they were getting on. The audience were really getting into it. Like they were having the NXT champ. This is awesome. Like they were having like just this match. The six women trios uh, tag team action was absolutely good. This was one of a classic tonight what happened. Then was Ridge Haaland squashing Drake Maverick. I don't know what point was that. But okay, uh, that was good one. And then we saw also that Kyle O'Reilly got replaced by Von Wagner, which was announced by William Regal. That was one way to get uh, another upstart into the match. And that too also in an NXT championship. I don't know if Von Wagner belonged to that NXT championship, but that also looked terrible. You know, he didn't really belong to the position. Like Kyle O'Reilly, okay, if... They, if Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland was put out by Kyle O'Reilly, they should have they should have let that match remain from a fatal four way to the triple threat match. What it was, because I think that was really good. That would have been folded uh, the story really well. But I don't know. Von Wagner came in place of Kyle O'Reilly. He was replaced by Von Wagner for something for some idea. No one knows why, and like that wasn't a good debut for Von Wagner. Von Wagner showed that he, yeah, he is a really good wrestler, but like we don't know still about what his character will be, how he will cut his promos, what he is, what he is destined to do in NXT, because what the character and the promos speak a lot about what he will be in NXT, or will he go over or not? So that we still don't know. Then we saw the Tony D'Angelo's uh, promo air up so we just spoke uh, early in the show that was also good and then the creed brothers had their second match they had their second match in nxt that was really brutal you know creed brothers are, are really good and i don't know what malcolm B- malcolm bivens have got into his hand but it is really turning into diamond you know creed brothers and the team of roderick strong ivy nile then hachiman hideki suzuki from japan this this whole faction is like really good and then kushida comes out kushida lays challenge for next week so we will see next week that which was announced that next week it will be roderick strong versus kushida for the nxt championship so it's going to be a really good uh cruiserweight affair and then the main event that was the nxt championship match fatal four-way pete dunn tomaso champa Von Wagner and LA Knight for the vacated NXT Championship. That was absolutely awesome. Brutal. Everything was absolutely really good. It felt like an NXT Championship. It felt like the hardcore, hungry uh, NXT that used to be. The same match was like that. And Tommaso Ciampa became the NXT Champion after almost two and a half years. Or that is almost 900 days. Eight days. So that was really good for Tommaso Ciampa celebrating with his daughter. Willow. That was really good. And then Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell wedding happened. That was also, I think, the best wedding segment they had in the WWE. WWE weddings are always like, let's cut to the chase, only the wedding. But like this wedding, they had for everything from the preparation, dressing up of, of the boys and the girls, team, everyone. And then the guests arriving, seating. Everything was really laid planned out. This was the best wedding segment in NXT. I think 
after Vince McMahon, uh, after Vince McMahon and uh, Stephanie McMahon's marriage, and where Triple where Triple H interrupted, that was one kind of one good winning segment. And this is another one, I think, after a long time. This was one good hell of a segment, I think, that will top the wedding segments of all. That was really good. And also that Loomis spoke was really surprising. You know, every, everyone was going nuts. It was really good. And then the ending of NXT happened with Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa having an intense face-off. So that was also kind of a really... Subtle hints like like Ron Breaker will be receiving push. Now we need to see until where he goes because if WWE decides to give someone push to become the top star, they will give him the push whether the audience like it or not. If the audience boo him, they let it let him boo. But like that man is going to be the top star in NXT or WWE that we have seen in the past with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns was shoved down the throats of the audience. As a baby face where he could where his scripted promos were like absolutely he couldn't cut a promo and where he was destroyed by john cena in 2017 on each and every line of the promo so it's going to be something like that i don't know Braun breaker is will be another uh prey to vince mcmahon's uh, push i don't know maybe but we need to see what happens next so overall trans nxt was absolutely good ups and downs a bit but it's an nxt 2.0 so uh, going forward, we need to see what happens. Uh, but to, they need, they don't need to rename NXT as 2.0. It should have been 3.0 because NXT 1.0 was the, the the farming system where it was with the pros and the rookies kind of thing. Then the 2.0 was the black and gold era, the independent era, the Big E, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens era, Samoa Joe era. That was the 2.0. I think this should have been 3.0, but I don't think they should... After some time, they should remove that 2.0 thing because they don't need that anymore after that. So that was some kind of NXT 2.0 thing. And now let's talk about contractual things coming to an end that recently popped up in the wrestling world. So now, first of all, earlier this year, after the Great American Bash, contracts coming to an end come up came up with adam cole adam cole's contract was coming to an end came to an end on the day of great american bash and he he did sign a short-term contract that also did come to an end after the nxt takeover 35 now uh, 36 sorry so it will so and then after that he signed a contract with AEW and he's happy with AW. So, and after that, a flurry of contract endings have been coming up uh, in, from in WWE because, like, WWE restructured the contracts of NXT superstars and the WWE superstars prior to the pandemic when uh, they moved to Fox Network and then Fox Network in 2019 uh, for SmackDown. So, so, they restructured everyone's contracts. So, like, and that that restructuring caused. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's uh, contracts are coming to an end. Like Sami Zayn's contract is coming to an uh, at the end of the year, as as well as Johnny Gargano's. And Kevin Owens has a, a contract ending up till January, and but he will be missing the Royal Rumble if he doesn't resign by January because he will be missing the Royal Rumble. So that we need to see what happens. And also, Sami Zayn has a lot of time left now. Even Johnny Gargano, his contract is uh, coming to an end. For about December 31st. So if you talk about Johnny Gargano, I don't think he will leave NXT or WWE because he's a WWE lifer. He 
uh, worked with NXT and WWE in a part-time appearances in a just one-time appearance deal uh, and also he uh, he also did jobber kind of things in WWE when there was no NXT so he did that to just to make it to the WWE so I don't think he's going to ever leave as uh, as part as Sami Zayn goes uh, he might consider AEW but as well as the treatment that he has got with WWE as the real heat taker just like uh, Roddy Piper used to be in the golden era of wrestling of WWF I I, I also don't see Sami Zayn leaving WWE but he he might well take AEW contractual con contracts or maybe he might well be negotiating with AEW too because he he also mentioned AEW once in 2019 so he so that means that he is looking and keeping an eye on everyone. It's not just Sami Zayn, but everyone in the locker room of the main roster and NXT keeps an eye on AEW, what's going on in the wrestling world. And as far as Kevin Owens goes, he will also take uh, considerations or negotiations from AEW too. So we need to see what happens with that. And also, besides that, we had Pete Dunne, whose contract came to an end uh, earlier this month, earlier uh, August. So... After that, he I think he, they offered him a contract, but everyone, no one knew that he, did he sign or not. But now it's being reported that he has signed a multi-year deal with the WWE. So might that might be for five years or six years, maybe. So that will we will see him to the thirties or maybe to his prime. So we will see more more of Pete Dunne in WWE for now. So that's all for the contract. So. If you like my podcast, make sure to follow me on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Breaker, Overcast. Anywhere you find the Fighter Fury podcast, make sure to check it out and find our Fighter Fury podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Go and check it out and follow the pages. And I'll see you in the next podcast. Peace.